the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. It sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. There's some headlines out there today, are there not? Snap IPO, biggest IPO of 2017, but it's a 2017, so really only two full months old, right? Now it's entering its first week of a publicly traded company. Now it's going to be entering into a market that might say... Snap, how do you do in a market correction? Or Snap, how do you do when uh, you're not all over the headlines? The headlines are sexy. You can be kind of sexy. But when the headlines start to die down, where are you? So Snap today is trading around $27.56. Just throwing that out there. Uh, Elsewhere, the employment situation on Friday, the BLS will release their employment stats for the month of February. Uh, the expectations call for an unemployment rate of 4.7%. This is going to be the big news of the week. Now, unfortunately, and man, sometimes I just say it wrong. So, unfortunately, I said on Friday last week, hey, aren't we going to get the jobs report? Not knowing that, oh yeah, the month before, February doesn't have enough Sundays in it for all the data to be collected. I know you're saying, whoa, trippy. So usually the jobs reports comes out on the first Monday of the month. In this case, it's going to be the second Monday, or the second, um, the first Friday usually comes out. I'm trying to think on the fly, and it's just not working. Um, the jobs report's going to be a big one on Friday, and it could sway the Fed to raise rates in February, uh, in March. Trump versus the FBI, big headlines this week, right? Dun dun dun! The FBI wants the United States Justice Department to refute claims that Obama once wiretapped Trump's phone. And earnings season has come to an end. Nearly every S&P 500 company has reported fourth quarter earnings. So that's a pretty big one out there. 98% of all S&P 500 companies have reported their earnings according to FactSet, one of those groups that kind of watches all of this. 65% of them have beat the earnings per share estimates and 53% of S&P 500 companies have done very, very well. Um, by beating the mean. So, uh, good earnings season. Not great, but good. And not enough to carry us to where we would be 
you know, without the Trump bump, but enough that the market wouldn't be crashing either. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I have a big event coming up this week in Los Gatos. It's almost sold out. And again, the tickets for radio listeners are free. For television, they're not. And for other distribution channels, they're not. So if you want to get in to the Los Gatos event, you have to go to Rob Black Show, sign up. The code is RADIO25. It's RADIO25. If it is filled up, you'll be put on a wait list. And you very well could make it in. So... Um, don't be shy about filling that out. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, markets have a little bit of a negative disposition. Now, we've had six up weeks. So if I were to tell you it's March, and you're going to have six weeks of just outstanding performance at the gym, but then you're going to take two weeks off, and you're probably like, I'll do it. Um... Same thing happens on the markets on occasion. So the defensive uh, stance is tied towards the Fed's might raise interest rates next week. Expectation was building all of last week that the S&P 500, which increased 7 tenths of 1%, it hit a new record high above 2400. Pretty expectation. Pretty good. Uh, there's the angle out there right now that China watered down its GDP growth expectations for 2017 down to 6.5%. A couple years ago, during the Olympic phase, Chinese Olympics, China's GDP growth was growing at 85 8.3, 8.2, 8.0. The Olympics are over 7.8, 7.7, 7.5. We come into the you know, the 2014 area, to, uh, and you start seeing the numbers go down to 6.8, 6.7, 6. Oh, that's a good number. Um, so now it's down to 6.5% GDP growth. So they're just big. Um, so as they slow down, it's a headline, and we're like, oh, it's not as good as it used to be. And that's the thought. So there's a lot of convenient explanations out of the way. Um, you look at leading causes out there. Uh, the one that stands out above all others is the straightforward uh, you would refer to it as the hub-and-spoke explanation. The hub is the belief that the stock market has gone too far, too fast, and it's due to get hit with some selling interest. The spokes, then, that lead back to the hub include headlines like North Korea. Man, I saw this uh, in the middle of the night. Man, oh, man. So, so I turned back into, like, 1970s Rob Black. Hey, man. Cuckoo-cachoo. Man. Um... So, but North Korea fired four ballistic missiles over the weekend, and three of them, I think, landed in Japan's economic zone of water, ocean. But they're getting closer. And at some point in time, Kim Jong-il-un is going to be facing the wrath of missiles, uh, because we're not going to sit around and let him, as an isolated country, dictator, cruel person. You know how he kills people who he thinks are... Uh, spying on him or unloyal to him he puts them on a beach and fires a a missile not a missile but a cannon from a boat like a destroyer that's crazy I'm crazy you can't make that crazy like that you know what I mean little Mike Tyson so you know two of my favorite people and I would like to see them as dancing partners on Dancing with the Stars would be Mike Tyson and Mr. T they announced a new cast for Dancing with the Stars, which I've never, I've never watched a whole episode. 
Um, not my thing to see Florence Henderson dancing. Just call me crazy. But I would watch with Mike Tyson and Mr. T dancing. Because that's, that's right, crazy. That's crazy in a good way. So T said he's going to shave off his mohawk if he wins for all those kids suffering from cancer. Um, no more Mr. Nice okay. Guy. No more Mr. Nice Guy. And if he loses, he's going to punch you in the face. Which would be not... So, well, I guess that would be entertaining. So anyway, President Trump is also in the news. So North Korea is in the news for the ballistic missiles, but Trump is in the news um, after what feels like outlandish, but I'm not one to speak, um, charges that former President Barack Obama ordered a wiretap of his Trump Tower offices. And you instantly start thinking like Watergate. I mean, back talking about going back to the 70s. Um, it just doesn't feel right. It just feels bleh. Because you'd be in Delta's jail. cutting... He should be in jail. Delta is cutting its first quarter guidance, um, past new per revenue uh, miles. Uh, that's the guidance that they're cutting. Since unit revenues in February were moderate, more moderate than expected. I flew over the weekend. Uh, was a little dis- well, one flight super crowded, one flight pretty darn empty. This is your captain speaking. Deutsche Bank, negatively in the news today, they've announced an $8.5 billion capital raise. Now, when the banks are saying, we need to raise money for legal reasons, we have to have so much of it on hand. Uh, Deutsche Bank, man, Germany, just not looking good. They get Oktoberfest right. They get Bratwurst right. The big beers, love it. But what they seem to be missing right now is a solid bank. And Deutsche Bank is not a small bank. And Farfanugan, their Volkswagens, not so good either. Big event in Los Gatos Thursday night. Thursday night in Las Vegas, in Los Gatos. You can sign up for the event from 630 to 830. It's income and retirement. It's the last event I'm doing for about three or four months. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show, the code to get in is Radio 25. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Coming up sometime this hour, I'm going to talk a little bit about Snap's IPO and should you buy it now or not. Some of the headlines out there are a little scary, and whether they're true or not, they're scary to me. Donald Trump was seething with rage, says a friend who talked to him this weekend about his phone being tapped by President Barack Obama, allegedly. 
when you hear about a president seething with rage, like, I remember one moment in my life where I raged, and I was doing a national radio show. This was 17, 16 years ago. Cable modems were still pretty new, and they'd go out a lot, and it was the modem's fault. And I needed it to have a good content for the show. Long story short, um, not so much. The cable modem goes out, and I call the cable company, and they're like, well, we could send a repairman out in three weeks. I'm like, three weeks? And I was like, oh, can we get your address? I said, oh, just look for the house. It's got the modem and big old piling steaming number two on top of it. And I hung up the phone. I was like, did I just really say that? And I was so upset with myself. Last time I've raged. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Now let's bring in someone who's never raged. CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. Regular guest on the show. Today we're talking a little life insurance investment tip and estate planning tip. I like the tips. People like the tips. People like the easy, digestible content that Chad Burton throws out. So, well, my first tip when it comes to life insurance is uh, it doesn't work well as an investment. Okay. Now, that's one of the things insurance salespeople will do. They'll say, look, you get the insurance, but there's also an investment and a savings component, and you can borrow from it in the future. So there's a lot of bells and whistles in insurance. Well, yeah, right. But if somebody sells you life insurance as an investment before maxing out your 401k, contributing to a Roth, or doing a non-deductible contribution and converting it to a Roth if you're not eligible for a Roth and they do a financial plan, and the first thing they do is sell you life insurance, they are awful planners. They are not fiduciaries. They should be upfront saying, I'm not a fiduciary. Don't use my services. This is essentially what they should do. Between you and me, though, Chad, I don't think the public knows that, and I don't think insurance people know that. I think insurance people are typically high school to educated. I don't think they've got any sort of degree in economics. I don't think they have any sort of degree in, in investing, which is looking into the future. Whereas insurance is worst-case scenarios. Yeah. So it is it's just a mixing of, of theories. You know, some of the favorite people I like to hire are certified financial planners that are recovering insurance people. Like they spent a good five, ten years selling insurance. Twelve-step programs. Realize that they don't like selling and they like financial planning, but they want to do it on a fee basis. They know a lot about that industry, which you have to know to be a good planner. You have to know how insurance works. When is it right? 90% of the population needs to buy term life insurance and invest the difference. But there are specific t- reasons when you buy permanent life insurance. Like if you're doing pension planning, if you have a pension that's going to go away when you die or be cut in half for your spouse, you need you, term insurance isn't going to work. You need permanent. If you have an estate issue where, let's say you're a small business owner or own a lot of property, and you die, there's a huge estate tax bill sold or due when you die, and the only way to do it is to do a fire sale on the property or the business to pay the estate taxes. That's a problem, and that's when you need life insurance held in a trust or an irrevocable life insurance trust using permanent insurance. And in fact, right now, there's such gifting opportunities for wealthy people out there that they can gift a lot of money into a trust which buys the insurance, and they can cover their entire state tax bill because for 2012 and 2012 only, it looks like uh, you can gift up to $5 bucks out of your state while you're alive without paying any gift tax. So... Um, the issue is, is, you know, using life insurance as an investment, so many things can go wrong. They sell you this policy as an investment, right. you, showing you a ledger with great rates of return. 
they don't show you the other side of the ledger, which says, here's what happens if mortality expenses go up, overall expenses of the policy go up, the performance isn't good. Um, the fees can change after you buy the policy. And I've seen... And very early on, they don't, but midterm, long-term, they do. Oh, yeah. Right now, the stuff that was sold in you know the 90s is blowing up. Right. You know, they were sold showing 8 to 12% returns inside the investment side of the insurance policy, and that didn't happen, obviously, over the last decade. So these things are blowing up. People have put thousands and thousands of dollars into them, and they're becoming worthless. I'm with you, and, uh, you know, raise your right hand. I, 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 am, I, I have term life insurance. Do you? I do. So we're financial professionals, and we've got term, and we invest the rest. So a lot of things can go wrong with the insurance product, and um, a lot of times with insurance products, Chad... The, the commissions up front, whether it's an annuity product or a life insurance product, a lot of time it's take the money and run. It, it's a bad product initially, but once you have it, is it necessarily a bad product? Because the, the commission's already out of it for the salesperson into the company. Yeah, I mean, if you've got some of the older whole life policies from you know, Northwestern, New York Life, and they're the whole life good dividend paying ones, and you bought them you know, prior to you know, the 2000s, then... You've probably paid all the loads, and you can look at the cash value as kind of your emergency reserves. Right. Um, you've really got to look at it. If, you, if you're spending too much and you're not able to max out your 401k or save for your kids' college or other things, and you've got these policies, you've got to get a, what's called an in-force illustration. Look at it and see when does the cash value equal the surrender value Yep. Um, to see when you're able to get out of it. And uh, you also have to look at the tax consequence because if you pull, if you surrender it and you're over age under age 59 and a half and there's more money in it than what you put into it, Yep, it's a tax consequence with a 10% penalty like an IRA. So you might have to roll it over. So quick question for you because we're starting to wrap up here. Um, when I was 17, I dated a girl who worked for a state farm insurance guy. Mm-hmm. She was like a secretary. She's pretty hot. Um, and my adult life, I've always used Geico and USAA. And they don't have insurance agents. They kind of have like an 800 number, call center number. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong for thinking, I don't really want an agent? I, I kind of would rather have a big company that gets me you know, volume, volume, volume discounts versus an independent agent who comes to my house and gets to know me. Yeah, I would say that's, that's again, true for about 90% of the population. Um, but I like it when people get all their stuff in one spot because it... it if you're going to get something from Geico, also get your umbrella insurance there. Don't try to piecemeal your stuff together with different, you know, discount places because you can end up making mistakes in, in values. And a lot of times to get umbrella, you have to have certain coverage on your auto and home. Um, where it gets into play where you need a real good agent is if you're wealthy, you've got ranches, you've got various homes, and you need to make ranches. sure there's... Seriously, where you... And need horses. To, there, and certain types of coverage for, yeah. like, fire. Like, people in... Morgan Hill, that kind of thing. You, you need different types of coverage. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Black now, 800-516-1220. 
That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about a lot of weather this year. Holy mackerel. In the Bay Area. And what's interesting about that is, to me, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. And then it becomes a problem. And the problem is now that I'm starting to look at the budgets and the costs of all that weather. And to me, that just means more taxes down the road, right? More bills, people who drink soda or people who consume oil or people who smoke cigarettes or people who are redhead, something's going to uh, boil down on you and I. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, talk a little bit about mortgage rates and interest rates. The Fed is meeting this month, and there's no reason why the Fed won't raise rates. And that could be both a market event as well as a housing event. The higher interest rates go, the less your home is worth because people typically afford a purchase price. They go, I could afford $3,000 a month or $4,000 a month. And they don't care if their interest rate's 1 million percent or if it's one half of 1%. So let's think about interest rates. Bring in Tony Mendez, Bay Area, LoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez. BayAreaLoanSource.com. So when you want to buy a house, what's the first thing you should do before you even start looking? It's a quiz, Tony. You're a mortgage person. Let's see if you can answer correctly. Do you want to examine your budget, pre-qualify for a loan, or pick a real estate agent? So you want to buy a house. What's the first thing you should do before you even start looking? I watched Jeopardy last night. Oh, get married. Is that choice in there? You know, examine your budget, pre-qualify for a loan, um, a real estate agent. Pre-qualified for a loan. Having a household budget is your top priority. You need to know where you are financially to know exactly how much you can afford to spend on a new home. Mm. As Alex Trebek would say, oh, I'm so sorry. Eh. So having a budget, probably a little more important than pre-qualifying. Because I think I'm overly qualified th- for these questions. I think here. a mortgage lender is going to pre-qualify as many people as he possibly can sometimes. But you should pre-qualify yourself by looking at your budget. Question number two. How long should you plan to live in the house to make it financially worthwhile? One year? Three to four years? Five to seven years? It's usually five to seven. Wait, wait, wait. you got to play into the music. Play into like the whole... How long should you be in a home to make it worthwhile? One year, three to four years, five to seven. I'm the quiz master. Don't mess with me. How long is five to seven years? Correct. In overheated markets, you may be able to flip a house, but it's a lot smarter to stick with a five to seven year rule of thumb, especially in uncertain times. Sometimes you're going to have like imminent life changes events happen to you. Question number three. When you're applying for a mortgage, what do lenders care about the most? Now, you've only got $100. Is it your income? Is it your down payment? Is it your credit score? Or is it all the above? Okay, I want to bet all in. All you're my 100 Okay. I'm going to say all of the above. Correct. It's important to have all your financial ducks in a row, which 
Poor ducks. <laughs> right? In the heady days of subprime loans and relaxed lending standards, you didn't really need to have an income. Um, there were liar loans. So, and that's one of the reasons that people failed and went bankrupt. Question number four. What is gener- generally considered a reasonable monthly payment for a house? What is considered a reasonable monthly payment for a house? 33% of your gross income? 50% of your gross income? Or C, whatever it takes to impress your friends and family? C. That is incorrect, <laughs> sir. It's A. It's 33% of your gross income. Your housing shouldn't eat up too large of a slice of your income. Lenders look at your so-called debt-to-income ratio. Which is which is crazy is... is Thirty-three percent of your gross income. Um, yeah, Dodd Frank was forty-three percent. They so with better credit, better equity, slash down payment, you can go up to forty-three percent of gross income. And they don't even factor in things like maintenance and utilities and things like, and other expenses that go into buying a house. So um, those are some pretty high numbers. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we see home prices going up so much. Yeah, I think people stretch to get into homes a little bit too much. I think they do. So, um, you know, I once. Mixed metaphors can get you into a lot of trouble on radio. So there's a phrase about stretching your legs. I'm going to go stretch my legs. And I incorrectly use the word spread while going to break. And it was a bad message to send out on radio. Say what? I got a talking to that day. Question number five. What's the minimum FICO score? FICO credit score, you need to get the best rate on a mortgage. Is it 660? That's a trick question. 720 or 760 to get the best rate. Uh, FHA has better rates for people with 660 scores than somebody with a 760 score. So I, did, I didn't say FHA. I know, but you're asking for the best rate. It didn't say anything about more. It's a trick question. Um, really, you need a 740 or higher. 760, according 740. to 740. You can't tell, you can't tell Alex Trebek the question. Alex, you're wrong. Your writers stink. You should be able to snag the best rates with a score of 760 or higher, making sure your score is in good shape will not only help you get a loan, but it will also save you a lot of money and attract beautiful women. That's true. <laughs> a 760 credit score, you attract beautiful women. I think And you repel mosquitoes. The average credit score in the United States is 719 right now. Mm, I didn't ask that. Would have been a nice bonus question for you, but I didn't ask that. Next question. The 20% down payment rule is outdated. Putting that much down is excessive and unnecessary. True or false? The 20% down payment rule of thumb is outdated. False. Putting that much down is excessive and unnecessary. True or false? Ooh, sweet. You barely squeaked by on that one. Now, for some reason, it's a 10% down payment's the minimum smart buyer should aim for. But 20% is even better, and not all at all excessive. That's going to save you 50 to 100 bucks a month that you'd otherwise pay for private mortgage insurance. No mosquitoes around me. I got an 805. My credit score repels mosquitoes. Question number seven. In addition to your down payment, how much extra should you save to pay for the closing costs? One to two percent of the purchase, three to six percent of the purchase, seven to ten percent of the purchase. One to two to percent. In addition to your down payment, how much extra should you save? Oh, that's wrong. That's oh, wrong. you missed it again. Fanny, f- um, no, you can't point at the computer. The, the, we're playing. Uh, we're playing Jeopardy. We're the playing National Real Association Jeopardy. Of you can't point at the screen. You can't argue. 
The correct answer is three to six percent. You'll need to budge an extra three to six percent of the purchase price to cover your cost. In settlement, these usually include the loan origination fee, any loan discounts. Uh, you, you can't tell somebody points, that's buying a nine hundred thousand dollar house that they're going to spend twenty seven thousand property taxes on their house on the closing. I would love cost. to see it's on one. Jeopardy. It's one. The average in the United Alex States Trebek is one point eight percent. Slap you around one point eight. You're lucky. I'm just a Alex Trebek wannabe. Okay, Alex. What state, I want to be Canadian. What state has the the lowest closing cost per if, loan transaction? If I was Canadian, my president would be better looking than your president. My president's going to be Kanye West. So, I, Kanye West. Kanye West. That's what I said. Okay. Final question: Should you use your emergency savings to buy a house? Yes or no? I'm not sure who's actually going to using these uh, these questions. These are pretty stupid. Uh, of course not. Well, actually, Tony, if you'd used your emergency savings to buy a house eight years ago, would you not have a lot more money? I'd have a lot more equity. Equity. There you go. I'd only get the money back if I sold the house. Well, you'd be richer. Or I could take an equity line out and do what everybody else is doing. That's today's episode of Real Estate Jeopardy. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. I promise you I don't have those kind of questions on my website. And I'm Rob Black. More homeowners are cashing in on their new housing wealth. Homeowners are opening their favorite piggy bank, a.k.a. home, where I want to be. Home values are rising faster than expected. Again, if you got in for 2006, 2008, you're likely break even or close, um, depending on location, location, location. As homeowners cash in, we look around and we go, that toilet, we need, we need a new toilet. You're like, does it still flush? Of course. Just need some caulk, but we're like, let's. We need a new toilet. So we go buy a new toilet from Home Depot or Lowe's. And for the record, I've pooped in a gold toilet, and it's really special. It is all that and a bucket of chicken. It just processes things and makes you feel better. It's like the fools who wear copper on their bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, people are taking out second liens. And the more money people take out, it adds risk to home prices and what you're going to be able to get in the future. Borrowers are also putting smaller down payments on homes now, starting with less home equity. Uh, if the Fed raises interest rates three to six times in the next couple of years, I think it's going to be a problem for home prices. That alone will make it less easy to get affordable mortgage payments. Trump has a travel ban that he's proposing and here's the negative that I have with travel bans. And again, I don't, I'm not political. But I live in a city, in an area where people come from around the world to visit. Whether it's Snowman and Napa with their great wineries, whether it's San Francisco with its uh, appeal for local, for local, state, and nationwide, and worldwide tourism. The more you ban people from coming and moving around the country, it's going to hurt tourism. And it hurts the bartender who's working at the hotel. It hurts the hotel. It hurts the panhandler outside the hotel. A lot of people get hurt when tourism gets uh, stymied. Uh, If the president makes it look like people aren't welcome in our country, it hurts tourism. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Hi, I'm Rob Black. The stock market recently hit record highs, but don't celebrate just yet, as retirement is marching ever closer. Most of us have a big fear about what retirement will actually look like. 
To conquer that fear, you need to take the right steps along the way. Learn winning strategies from me, Rob Black, and certified financial planner Chad Burton at an educational event in Los Gatos on Thursday, March 9th at 6.30. We will cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio and break down the 2017 market outlook. You'll also learn how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to minimize tax and retirement, social security strategies, and much, much more. And get estate planning tips for 2017 from attorney Michelle Lerman. That's Thursday, March 9th, 6.30 to 8.30 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com for just $25 or free for KDOW listeners using the promo code RADIO25. That's newfocusfinancial.com, promo code RADIO25. Ladies and gentlemen, we've begun the initial descent. And now it's time to pull up on the wheel. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. It's that time of the year. Student loans can be your friends. I like two types of loans, mortgage loans and student loans, because their interest is typically applicable to knock a quick $500 or so off your federal income tax, claiming the interest paid for student loan debt, mortgage debt bigger. One of the areas that President, I used to just get so comfortable saying President Barack Obama, but President Donald Trump has talked potentially about eliminating the mortgage tax deduction, and the reasons to own at that point in time become fewer. Not none, but fewer. Elsewhere, the jobs report. Uh, it could sway the Federal Reserve next week and the month of March and their decision to raise interest rates or not. It's a big one. Something that we're watching. Something that changes the dynamic in the market. GM's going to lay off about 1,100 people in Michigan. Um, they're going to move jobs to Tennessee. How many people in those scenarios do you think take the jobs? The largest automaker last year added 800 jobs in Tennessee uh, as part of a plant to build a new version of the GMC Acadia SUV. Uh, Detroit and Michigan, I don't know. Do you see why sometimes it feels like smart or lucky where you were born? And I go back to that awful movie, All the Right Moves by Tom Cruise, where he's playing football and he's got a girlfriend. And he's like, I gotta play football because it's I gotta get out of this town. My dad and my brother they're coal miners, and I don't want to be a coal miner. That's the gist of it, right? Maybe they were steel workers, maybe they were accountants. I don't know. But a lot of your luck, a lot of your success in life has to do with sometimes where you're born. Um, only six percent of people this year plan to use their tax refund for splurges responsibility. I like it. Let's applaud it. Um, it's like your son decides to, to steal a bike and race down the street, but he puts on his helmet and you're like, 
let's give him some credit for being responsible. Only 6% of taxpayers plan to fitter away their money by going on a vacation or a shopping spree. Keep in mind, if you're getting a tax refund, it's not like the government owes you money. It's like you gave them too much money. So uh, more than a third of the people will save or invest that windfall. Good for them. 27% will use it to pay down debt. But 30% of taxpayers plan to spend their refunds to meet their basic expenses like food and electricity. Republicans this week are expected to throw out some health care replacement bills, ideas. Uh, it's been very slow in the coming, right? We kind of are starting to get used to what the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare looks like. But Republicans are saying, we're going to repeal it. No, we're going to replace it. No, we're going to repeal it and replace it. No, we're going to replace and repeal it. So this week we're going to get a couple more details. Um, and so far what's been leaked to NBC News would probably be something very similar. Not at all. It would be a repeal of the current law. And it would set up basically five years to put that in place. Which means it has a chance of sticking around for quite a while. Elsewhere, surviving divorce after 50. More and more Americans are getting divorced in after 50. And it's called a gray divorce. Divorce rates amongst people born who are over 50 has doubled in the last 20 years, the last 15 years. Uh, for those over 65, divorces tripled during roughly the same period. Older couples going through the process typically come in for a rude awakening because you're used to one household that suddenly becomes two households, and it's very, very expensive. Um, GM's shedding their Opal uh, business model. It's kind of like the European operations. Just can't make money doing it. So it's been a big money loser. Europe's second largest automaker behind Volkswagen, a company called Peugeot. PSA, which is the Peugeot and Citroën brands. Um, they're ponying up money. And what's interesting is GM's still going to be on the hook for a lot of pension deals. Bird flu was found in Tennessee. This is the week where if you went to bed on Friday night, you, you didn't want to wake up Saturday morning being a chicken. Because a strain of bird flu has been detected in a chicken breeder flock in Tennessee. And Tyson Foods, which is the largest chicken processor or meat producer. It's a weird thing to say out loud, isn't it? Uh, has had to basically euthanize 73,500 birds. It's a bird holocaust this week in Tennessee. So this is one of those weeks that you don't... Oh, good God. Is that how they kill birds? into the bird shipper. I like bird shippers because it kind of creates this uh, bird jerky, which is terribly, terribly underrated. Jay-Z's Rock Nation is launching a venture fund to invest in early stage startups. And I'm like, Jay-Z? When I was growing up with Jay-Z, we called him, um, what did we call him? We had a nickname for him, Nick Carter. We'd say, Nick, what are you doing, Jay? He goes, don't call me Nick, call me Jay-Z. I was like, okay, Jay-Z, you're never going to get far with that name. Nick Carter's so much better. But um, he has started a venture capital fund. And uh, obviously he's got a big name. And his wife has a big old booty. Um, And they're going to try to expand their social impact investing. 
Costco stock has gone really stale recently, not because they've raised rates for membership, but because competition in the space of groceries has grown fierce. There's a glut, too much supply of groceries in the market. So Costco's stock getting hit by that. Grocery store wars. Big event coming up in Los Gatos. If you don't get in, you can sign up. You can try to sign up. Use the code RADIO25. You might be putting on a waiting list because it filled up like it typically will now. Um, use the code RADIO25, and hopefully we can get you in later this week. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.